Hi, this is Valerie Van Boeven, and thanks for joining our podcast for today. We're doing something a little bit different. We have Emily Isbell with us, and she is going to tell us all about what she does as a consultant and her expertise in the home care industry. So it's really nice to have you. This is so cool that we get to do something a little different today. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, tell us, what is your story? How did you end up doing what you do today? Uh, sure. So I'm going to try to keep that the shortest version. Um, but it started actually when I was 19. I started off as a caregiver, uh, specifically at Home Instead in my college town. Um, and it was my part-time slash full-time job. And I did that for a year and a half. But but before I jumped too far ahead, a month into it, I knew it was my future career. I knew caregiving in some capacity and the business around it was going to be my future career. So I actually went and met with the owner of the company, quickly turned around, changed my degree um, from doing um, clinical therapy to uh, healthcare uh, administration. And fast forward to five years later, I ended up overseeing an organization in Tennessee, right south of, uh, south of Nashville called Franklin uh, in Franklin, Tennessee. The owner and I partnered together to do that. I was the face of that company in Franklin. And then uh, four years later, we had grown it so much uh, that we took over actually the Nashville location. And I was a pioneer in the concept of overseeing more than one franchise. So I oversaw the Franklin location and had a separate team there. I oversaw the Nashville location uh, and had a separate team there and did it, both examples for turnarounds, just for reference. Um, fast forward again, to keep this as short as possible. 14 years later, we had seven locations underneath our ownership, and we were serving over a million hours of care a year out of those seven locations uh, across seven uh, across three different states. So, oh gosh. yeah, and so that was with Home Instead. And then in 2000 uh, or 2020, I um, ended up just recognizing I always knew that I, I wanted to have my own entrepreneurial journey instead of working with. Uh, the owner of that home instead locate those home instead locations. So I always knew that he knew that 2020 happened and it was like, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Um, so with that being said, I'm ready to, to actually jump into that entrepreneurial journey sooner than later. Didn't know what I wanted to do, took time off, took a true sabbatical after um, kind of uh, following an exit plan to make sure I set everybody up for success. And uh had enough people reaching out to me asking for guidance and support with their their businesses that I, I knew they were telling me what I needed to do next. So as of today, um, in 2021, I started my business. As of today, I have a team of seven people and we support uh, home care businesses with their operations, help with their marketing, help with their um, optimization of their caregivers and, and just everything that helped make the, the one million hours a year of service possible under my previous leadership. That is totally amazing. And I mean, running an organization or multiple organizations that are that big is a true testament to your ability to woo, manage a, a thousand different things at once. Um, and your experience, you know, Home Instead has always been a very uh, respected uh, home care franchisor and uh, to be a leader in that organization speaks volumes to your ability to lead and stay organized. So, so that's awesome. That's a huge amount of work that you've put in 
Um, and so tell us what you do today for home care agencies. Sure. So with my team, uh, we have a, a few different services and I, and I took some notes before our call to make sure I didn't miss anything because we just had our retreat last week. And um, it, 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 if I'm being honest, my brain's a little bit mush from just uh, planning overload for 2024. So I didn't want to miss anything. Um, so one of the first uh, things that we provide anyone that's interested in, in um, more of a one-on-one -on -one service uh, is a cumulus strategy session. That's where we work one-on-one -on -one, uh, and, and really look at, try to try to make sure we turn over every stone to, to understand their business. And it's really with me primarily, my team supports that in different uh, avenues of it, but really it's primarily with me. And that's kind of an entry level service just to make sure that um, it makes sense for, for any further services with us that are one-on-one. -on -one. We have other uh, services that are more group focused and we'll talk about that too. But what the cumulus strategy leads to oftentimes is a co-leadership um, service with me. And co-leadership is, is purposely named that uh, for two reasons. The first is you mentioned as a consultant. And, and as much as that's true, it does make me kind of like cringe a little. And the reason why it makes me cringe is not your, don't blame me for saying it. It's true. But I want to I want to just call it out. The reason it makes me cringe is. There are so many consultants just in anywhere that either one say they have experience or can help you save the world and come in and, and tell you to fire everybody and then leave you with a mess to clean up. So there's a bad reputation out there for consultants. That's not every consultant, but there's enough of them that hurt the other good faith ones that, that are doing well. Um, and then, and then two, there's enough, uh, well, I kind of same point. A lot of consultants say they have the years of experience they, or, or, don't really highlight their years of experience. And you have to, to want, you find out later that maybe they didn't actually have the, the in practice that, that they claim to have. So I cringe because I, I had 14 years of blood, sweat, tears, true data that backs up what I'm teaching. And I just never want people to, to assume otherwise that I, I and I don't pretend to, to know all the answers. The home care industry is ever evolving. So, um, with that being said, co-leadership, the name co comes, uh, yeah. I like the, actually, I really like that co-leadership. So, and you're right about consultants in general. Um, there's a lot of sizzle and no stakes sometimes. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Leadership is a really good term. I love it. Thank you. So further diving into it, to me, it's, it's, it's like a three-legged stool. You have to have all three legs for it to stand. So it's consulting for sure, but then you need the coaching in between all that to kind of keep it all together. And then you also, without a doubt, need leadership development. So all three of those things are being built upon during that time together. And ultimately, the goal with co-leadership is to work ourselves out of the job. We want, I really, I, I always say, I want to teach the man to fish, not not give him a fish. And and so in having that three-legged stool, they can stand on their own once we're done. And done is hopefully 12 months at the worst, 18 um, but then we, the way we build our business or the way I build that business is by getting uh, recommend, referred. So it, we actually have a waiting list right now for co-leadership, um, but all of those come from referrals or, or people that have worked with uh, home care owners. And so um, that's one piece of the co-leadership. The second piece is that, and I think it's important to point out, and I know it's a little bit um, 
exaggerated to go this deep into why it's called co-leadership, but I think it's important is that unlike um, what I just described, this idea of just come in, fire everybody, do it this way, and then they leave, co-leadership, as, as you're kind of noticing, is, is more of a, a together in this, right? We're, we're going to lead through these challenges in your business together. There are some non-negotiables I'm going to have. Um, if you're breaking any laws, regulations, I, that's not okay. Um, but if you say that you need this part of your business to be the way it is, I'll work around that because I, you know your business better than I do. And so co-leadership definitely is this concept of not bulldozing and saying you have to do it this way or you need to fire these people. And a personal reason that matters to me is uh, the business I took over. When we took over Nashville, we had um, the same three team members were there a year later. And they were the ones that helped us grow from in, in terms of revenue, $100,000 to $300,000 in monthly revenue. Um, same people. So it was really a matter of structure, leadership, understanding how to be more efficient. It was not them that was the problem. It was it was just understanding and having some of the experience I brought to the table to, to help them get there. So I do not uh, ever want anybody to think I'm going to come in and tell them to scratch everything they've done and worked hard for all the years that they've worked in their home care business. That's that's refreshing too. I, I really... Um... As, as our business evolves on this side, I see that it often is not, it's, it, you know, you do have people problems sometimes, but it's often not the person. It's really the organization and the, um, the way the information is presented to the person and the way that the, and the expectations being clear. It's not necessarily the human that's making the error. It's just the process is broken. And right. Once you fix that, it's super helpful. So I exactly. Well, th so beyond that, I want to make sure and do my team justice because that's mainly talking about me this whole time. Uh, we we also have a, a resource we provide franchisors called Profitable Performance, and it's essentially a third party support for business performance and learning and development. Um, the beauty for a franchisor of why they would would work with that is because we are able to. Um, there, there are challenges with uh, the, with franchises right now, especially in terms of joint employment. And so we're able to kind of help support their needs without um, without them putting them the entire franchise network at risk. So profitable performances where we can get need, uh, well, neck deep, I guess, in into the business and not be afraid to say certain things, whereas a franchisor kind of has to keep their arms reached to protect the entire network. So profitable performance, in short, is... Um, helping consulting with, with franchisees on behalf of the franchisor and doing learning and development for those uh, franchisees in terms of workshops and things of that nature. And then we are, um, uh, we have a revenue reboot program and this is where franchisors might reach out to us for some of their underperforming uh, franchisees and, and recognizing it's, it's the franchisors inability to, to get them where they need to go. And that's, uh, that that's a extreme, uh, extremely wise on a franchisor's part to to understand franchisees need more than they can offer um, because at a certain point what and and we'll talk about that later but there's a certain point where a franchisee uh, knows more operationally than the franchisor ever can and that's just a reality that's not anybody's fault and so that's where we can kind of come in and step in to help and then lastly we have our um, powerhouse peers uh, service that is our performance group. 
um, service. And um, I, I, I could talk a little bit more about that, but those are the, the seven, I'm sorry, the, the main services that my team of seven help support. That's a lot. That's a lot. Of yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot to do. And, and, I, and I know that, um, and, and the, the parts that you do by yourself are a lot, um, but it's great that you have a team of people that's there to help you. So let's talk about powerhouse peers a little bit. Um, you primarily work with franchises. Um, and so tell us about powerhouse peers and why that's your focus. Um, so the, the beauty of powerhouse peers is that it, it is bigger reach than just my team. So we are able to bring a lot of expertise and have, um, and as a part of that, we have a consultant on call piece where they can reach out with a very uh, specific need. So if they have a bookkeeping question, Erica, my team member, that's the bookkeeping experts, when I want to get with them on a call, um, if they have a, 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 a recruitment or retention question for caregivers, then they would be connected with that expert, which is Sarah. And so we have a lot of uh, reach in that way, but the, that exists in other avenues of our services. What's more powerful is getting these owners together, having structure, uh, a team of, of peer owners. Um, and when I say peer, it means they don't compete because they're usually within the same franchise unit, um, a franchisor uh, team. And they are able to talk about their KPIs and how they're doing. Um, and they actually hold each other accountable and act, and, and that power of, the way adult learning works is you need more than just someone telling you what to do. You need that that team uh, camaraderie. Uh, there's just so much power and truth in, in how effective performance groups can be. And the the structure we bring is is monthly uh, in person. I'm sorry, monthly virtual. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to go into those weeds or not. I think I'll keep it I'll keep it high level. So we have a monthly virtual meeting, and then we have. In intensives three times a year. And those intensives are where we bring our operational experience and background and, and kind of naturally uh, force them to, to, to level up if they weren't already in terms of what met, what data they need to measure in their business. Um, a lot of performance groups uh, in, in market research before we started this, this program, a lot of performance groups fall into the trap of keeping it just very, um, high level in terms of like doing a SWOT analysis, which is great, except it, 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 it can lead towards just a, a very um, unhealthy, non-productive environment of just people talking about negative things, right? Versus action steps that they can actually do to improve their business. So gotcha. to keep, to keep one more thought on that, um, after the biggest thing that we also bring in that is the accountability piece. So while uh, there's performance groups that exist and you can meet monthly or, or whatever it might be. We have a facilitator who's following them throughout all of that and making sure they understand their expectations that they commit to. So not only do they have their peers who's giving them a hard time, they have a facilitator who's there constantly to, to further drive that, uh, the results that they promised they would have in their business or the, the action items they would take to try to get those results. So Somebody's um, Somebody's taking notes. And that's right. <laughs> that's that's good. right. That's it's great. not just a, we have a good time too. I don't want to yeah. uh, uh, forget that. I mean, we, uh, we call it good eats and business feats. Um, so we, we definitely make the best of that time together when we are in person, but 
there is still a lot of work to be done. We, I, I always joke, I'm a, um, my love language is, a, is efficiency. And so as much as a, that time is short together, it's a two-day intensive. It's intensive for a reason. And so we knock out a lot during that time. Um, but again, we have a good time. That's great. No, no, I, you know what? Accountability is, you know, we all need, you know, we can say a lot of things. Obviously, anybody who runs a business knows how busy we get. And we say a lot of things and we intend on doing a lot of things, but being held accountable and being reminded, hey, remember uh, last month when you said da, da, da? It's, um, and you know, if once you know that's coming, you're much more apt to spend some time working on that if you know somebody's going to ask about it later. So yep. that's great. Exactly. Um, all right. So tell us, do franchisors hire your services or do franchisees hire your services? So that's a, that's a good question. It, it actually is. The answer is both. Um, and so when it comes to the one-on-one, that's typically a franchisee. Uh, so um when it comes to the one-on-one, that's typically franchisee. And then the other services are, are typically a partnership. It really does depend on the franchisor and what they feel like they can budget. But it tends to be a partnership where the franchisor either completely compensates it or they subsidize it. Uh, for Powerhouse Peers specifically, that is subsidized. And that's a, a role I, I have for a franchisor to work with us in that uh, direction because we want the franchisor as equally as much uh, as I can say equally having skin in the game uh, as the franchisee. So we do not, so to clarify, we want both. Um, in the powerhouse peers equation, they both need to have skin in the game and, and pay for a portion of the service so that um, everybody's on the same page. Um, we, we would not let a franchisor pay for powerhouse peers for a franchisee because otherwise you have people who show up who just want the good eat uh, and not the business feeds. Um, and that, I know that because I was in a network who had some, a milder version of performance groups. Um, and there was definitely the, the groups that just wanted to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to a few of those meetings where, yep. yeah, there's a few people there that mm, they just, there, especially if you have your meeting in Las Vegas. Woohoo. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right, have a good time. Uh, so no, that that that's understandable. Everybody having skin in the game definitely makes it worthwhile. Yeah, I get that across the board. Um, people tend to perform better when it you know they can feel a little bit in their pocketbook. So absolutely. Yes. Yep. All right. So, well, let's talk about. You've talked a lot about working with franchisees and franchisors, and I know that's your forte and you're great at that. What about independent home care agencies? Tell us about your relationship with working with those kinds of businesses. So I um, I want to tell a little bit of a personal story I didn't share at the beginning, and that's the story with my grandmother, um, my grandparents. So when I started, um, not when I started, when my grandmother started to need care, it was very early signs that there was going to be a need. She had long-term care insurance, um, and I reached out to probably a year in advance, I talked to the Homestead owner of that particular territory. She was not within my territory, unfortunately. And I uh, had a great conversation. We we knew each other before that. So I just felt very safe and, and, and confident that that would go well. And when it came time, I reached out to him, said, my mom's going to reach out to you and, and, and talk to you about services. Do you want it to be you that she speaks to or how? what's, what's your process? And he said, yeah, absolutely. Be glad to talk to her. 
And so he has a conversation with her. And then um, by the end of the call, he says, uh, if, if it's okay, can we set this up for two weeks from now? Because my team member who does uh, consultations with families is on vacation and I live two hours away. So it'd just be a long drive. My mom set up the meeting, called me and told me that. And I just couldn't believe what I heard given how much advance notice we had talked about it, how much I had nurtured that, how much I was handing him a long-term care insurance client. So for business owners, like that's a easy uh, case typically. Um, and so I just, I told her to, to cancel it. She went ahead and set it up. I said, cancel it and go ahead and talk to the, uh, reach out to the independent home care agency that we knew had a good reputation in that community. And so she did. And that particular company did a great job on the front end. Now, I will say, to, to talk to my story further, they did, had a lot of weaknesses too. And so unfortunately, I'm going to be the hardest customer, right? I, I run, I, at the time, I'm running home care businesses. I know what it takes. And I know also the challenges, but also um, this is my grandmother we're talking about. But what really hurt the most with that particular experience was that my grandmother, uh, there were multiple times where no-shows occurred. And um, we had processes in place in my organizations for backup on backup on backup to make sure clients were taken care of. And they didn't. And they had shown a history of that. And my mother had a surgery plan, had asked for, um, made it clear, like that we need somebody there. There's been a history, a, a pattern of, of no shows. We just need, if anything, this day that not for that to not happen. And sure enough, my dad had to go back and forth from the hospital with my mom having surgery to my grandmother's that just uh, because they had a no show and didn't have a plan in place, even though there was so much proactively trying to solve that. So that, that's personal to me. That's my story. And so where I'm going with that, when you ask your question, what do I do with, with uh, or what, how can I support? Um, I don't target that. I like the, the complexities of a franchisee franchisor relationship, but if somebody needs care that or needs support that would provide and, and wants to improve their experience for both their client and their caregiver, and I can bring value or we can bring value, we're not going to say no. And so um, because we're talking to you, and I know that you have a network of, of a large network of independent, um, we're wanting to make an opportunity to create a powerhouse peers uh, performance group for an independent home care group that they would have to be non-competing. So they can't be all in the same market, but we would love to make that uh, an opportunity and begin onboarding them uh, into a group in March. And so we would need to make selections by in January. So if people are interested, um, there there is an application on my website and um, we would love to, to hear from them and see if there's an opportunity there for an independent home care group to receive the resources we have in home care operations and help improve their, their business. Well, I appreciate that because, um, you know, it, it, as you know, um, franchise and, and there's there's pros and cons to all of this. Obviously, franchisees do get that kind of um, training and support that our independents kind of have to fumble through sometimes if they didn't come from um, a background of home care, if they aren't somebody who's been in the business for a long time. You learn it's it's trial by fire. And those little things like having a backup upon backup upon backup. Uh, I you know I hear Don Fiella on our team talk about that all the time. That is a must. And it's challenging to 
for an independent to see that model or understand that model, or sometimes they haven't been in business very long to create that that model um, because it is a whole nother set of staffing issues that you have to sort of attend to. Uh, and there's more to the story than just staffing, um, but uh, I appreciate that. And what we'll do is we'll make sure that the link to your website is available and to where that form is, is available um, with this video. So if people are interested, they can get in touch with you. And um, I, I would love to see an accountability group and a group that is wanting to do more with their independent home care agency and learn. Uh, and this is this is actually an opportunity that most will never get. I mean, to learn from from the franchisor perspective or the or someone who's run many locations underneath a franchisor is um, something that you don't get the opportunity to do as an independent. So this is a great opportunity for people to learn and to see. Um, and I gotta say, you know, I mean, you work with many franchisors and franchisees across the board. But if we come back to the home instead, um, original, um, the way they set things up, um, such a successful model over time that it's uh, it would be crazy not to want to know what really made that franchise tick and how and, and, you know, and everything you've learned since then about different franchises. So to yeah. me, it's a win. That's absolutely a win. So I appreciate it. Cool. Thank you for saying that. And I, I should, I would be um, silly not to mention that two of my seven team members are franchisor, home and set franchisor uh, team members previously. So they, yeah. they're now with me, but, but um, so there, we have both sides of the equation. We have me on the ground level at the franchisee and we have the franchisor uh, ground level uh, in terms of like how they uh, manage different states and different uh, situations. So um yeah, I, I thank you for saying that. I'm excited and proud of the team that I have. Uh, we are we all just ultimately are driven by what we call having a white glove approach for clients and even for caregivers to make sure their experience in the home care industry is not is not um, poor, like a poor experience. We want it to be as 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 uh, high quality as possible. And you talk about backup on backup. I want to mention that there are different phases. When you so some of the the first organization I took over was around forty thousand in monthly revenue, and then it grew to having in four years it was two hundred thousand. The forty thousand level had a different backup process than when you get to size. So so you're right that that is a challenge when you first start out and at, at different sizes. But we have that blueprint and and can and can guide you on what makes sense in your business. That's great. That's awesome. So we will put it's emilyisbellco.com forward slash application, but we're going to put that on the screen and we'll put that with this video. So if folks are interested in knowing more about you, about how you can support them, we'll make sure it's all there for them. I, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and for getting the word out there about what you do. And um, the fact that you have a little bit of a waiting list here and there is awesome news for you guys, because I know so many people could use um, that co-leadership. I'm going to use that term all the time now. People are going to hear me say co-leadership. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, people, you know, it's it's great to find uh, a fresh voice, someone who's been there, done that, and really provides that that stake <laughs> with all of the stuff that they that they come to the table with. So 
thank you for doing the interview and uh, we will be in touch soon. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me.